Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Keep Em Healthy podcast. This is your host, Jamie. Today, I am beyond excited to start my second episode interviewing my friend, Shannon Michelson of Color and Crown Interior Design. Shannon Michelson is a professional interior designer who helps busy families like yours create fresh, beautiful, and functional spaces that your family can actually live in for years to come. Shannon will teach you how to connect your lifestyle to your home so that it functions to serve you. Remember from last episode, health is knowing what serves you and what doesn't. I can't wait to let you hear this conversation. Let's get started and welcome Shannon Michelson. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Keep Them Healthy podcast. I am here with Shannon Michelson from Color and Crown Interior Design. And today we get to pick her brain on how she implements functional and simple designs to create spaces that serve our family. So hi, Shannon. Welcome. Hi, Jamie. Thank you. Um, fireworks. That's what's happening right now in my brain. Um, <laughs> so Shannon, I would love to get started with um, given an example of a client calling you. And I would love for you after I give you the scenario to kind of give us a look into your process and then like what advice you would give to this specific client. All right. So are we ready? We're ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here I am. Hi, Shannon. A friend of mine referred me to you. My family just bought a farmhouse and it's older, needs some TLC, but one room in particular is my entrance mudroom. It is the first room people see, and it's a dumping zone for my family. I have two small children, and I have a baby, so you can only imagine the amounts of shoes, hats, socks, baby gear that is just thrown about. This space is just an open space, but it's the first space that people see when they walk into my home. And it does not give me the vibe of, oh, this is like a nice and zen house. So I need your help. How can you help me, Shannon? We can help you in so many different ways. So this is probably one of the most common reasons in the last two years that people call me. And we call it the dumping zone problem. So whether it's your entryway, your mudroom, or a space you know, off of your garage, people want function. And when it there is no function in a space, it just breeds for frustration and contempt. And those are never good things when we talk about the, the feel we want within our home, right? So when you tell me that there is a room that needs function, we need to, to wind the wheel back and we need to say, all right, well, what are the zones that need to to take place, the mission of that room. So we first, we start with that always. What is the function of the room? What do we need this to accomplish? And how is this going to serve your family? So for this particular client, you know, we're looking for, it sounds like the space needs to be a mudroom. It needs to be a storage room, but it also needs to enter, you know, have an entrance into the house for not just the family, but friends and other people coming over. So you want it to be something that you're proud of. Um, how we feel about the inside of our house directly relates to how we feel when we go out. And so we want that to translate really well. 
So I would say priority number one is we need to establish the function of the room and create zones. Within this mudroom zone, we could create a station for the kids and their backpacks and their boots. We could create a station for bulletin boards and everything that needs to be, you know, posted for a, a family to keep track of. And then, you know, boot areas and shoes and whatever else needs to function in that space. So we'd break that down first. Do you have any questions about the first, the first level phase? No, of the you process? just, you had me by the word function. Help me function. <laughs> Keep going. So once our function is established, then we know exactly how we can incorporate um, the extras of the room. So for this example, we would probably consider, all right, what can we do to build that function in? So if we create spaces for the kids to put their backpacks and their shoes and their coats and their hats and gloves, the greater success you're going to have of those things actually getting hung up and off the floor and out of your way, which leads to a better feeling of that overall entry into your house and space. And that really sets the tone. So as we go further into our house from our entryway into our living rooms, you know, it becomes a more intimate space and we take off those sort of layers from the outside and it becomes more of a resting place. We want to make sure that there are spaces for all of that. Now, the second layer to that would be we want to make sure that the materials that we're using in there don't cause you any extra fuss. So there is no point in putting materials that will not function for a family with young kids and with dogs and pets and, you know, who has time to keep up with, with anything extra. So we want to make sure we're using wise material choices and also that's another layer that we can add in fun. So if you're looking for color, if you're looking for, you know, fabrics and prints, those are great places to use it in those mudroom entryway zones and set the tone of your house. Right. So, so you wouldn't recommend for a family with small children that you would choose, you know, the color white in their mudroom. <laughs> We generally like to use something else. Um, white is going to be your recipe for disaster on the bottom portion of your walls. So if that's something that's important to you, though, to have that nice light and bright feel, then a recommendation we would probably make would just say, OK, let's put some wall paneling on the bottom portion of your wall so that when the kids knock into it and they're wrestling and they're throwing things against it, that is is protected and you won't have any problems and we can keep it nice and light and bright above that. So there's always a way to make your personal design preferences work in those functional spaces, but we want to make sure they're thoughtful and they're going to work for your family. Right. I think that there's always some tension in, in my brain in particular, but in other people's brains with, we see so many beautiful designs of mudrooms or family rooms, whatever that means for you. And, and we want our house to have that same vibe when we, that wow factor, when we see other postings and pictures of other people's homes. And I love that you said it needs to be thoughtful in that you can have these things, but it needs to work for your family and what you can handle in the day-to-day -day upkeep of your home. And I think that's something super impactful. So thank you. What would be one piece of advice when you approach a family that has young kids but and wants to redesign, even if it's like a family room or a kitchen, what would be your first advice to give them? 
Ooh, I would say we need to prioritize where you invest and where you save. And with that being said, you know, a lot of my clients with young kids have a hesitation to make any sort of big investment, um, whether that's the furnishings or making upgrades to their home, because let's face it, they think their kids are going to, you know, trash it, which, you know, kids have a tendency to do. So my answer to that is let's choose materials that that wear and tear really well. And I think, you know, I myself as a mom of three boys and we always have constantly other kids and families and in and out our house. I have, I love to tell my clients that if I wouldn't put it in my own house, I won't put it in yours because I'm definitely not going to put something fussy um, that, you know, we can't actually live in, into your house. And I think that takes a huge pressure off of people because, the money we spend in our house is some of the largest investments that we make. And you want to be thoughtful about that. And that's why having a professional come alongside you can can make you feel like you are making the right investments where you need to and saving in the spots that are really not important. Within a room design, whether that is a family room or a kitchen, there are a thousand decisions to make. And within each category, there are many different levels from high to low. And it's very overwhelming for clients to say, well, I want to do it right and I want to do it once, but at which categories do I spend the extra and which categories should I be saving? And that is just where you can pull that trusted professional in. And that's what we as designers do is guide our clients through that. Our end goal is always to make it a livable and functional house that you are so grateful to be in and just love it. It works for your family and there's not any pain points. So we all know what those pain points are, right? Just like you used the example that everything gets tossed on the floor when you come into that entryway space. Well, I have to imagine it's because there's no designated spot to put those items. So that is one thing we want to make sure we cover when we're starting any sort of scope of work with a client. I like my, I am so invested in this advice in the fact that as a mom, you get so overwhelmed when it comes to making any decision. You don't feel like you have the brain space to, or even have the confidence to make the right decisions. Cut to me 10 years ago when I was pregnant picking house colors, um, every room was a different color. It was terrible. So (laughs) I can appreciate that it would have been nice to have guidance of someone being like, you know, James, like not your best choice, but you know, what would go really nice. Like, let's take a look at this and you tell me how you feel because it's, you get overwhelmed and you don't know which way to go. And so I could have used a Shannon, could have used a girl. I don't know where you were when I was doing that house, but you were with me all the other houses, but I just, um, it, and then uh, to talk about the investment, you know, money is a huge, huge stressor in, um, households. And so for you to give us the rationalization of why to invest in this particular fabric or in this particular flooring and to give that logic. I think that's so foundational for presenting that to uh, like partners trying to make this decision. And that would be super helpful for this mom who I gave you that situation for as well, because it's going to be, it's going to cost money. It never is nothing. So 
It's not. And we want to make sure you're feeling good about those investments and you see the value in them when they're all done. So, you know, what we do at Color and Count is we go through that process with our clients and we figure out where the value is for those clients, what their personal style is, and we give options. So, you know, that's why it's a continual funnel refining until we get to that finished product that serves the clients really well. And that is always, you know, the end result there. That's beautiful. I love it. So (laughs) let me ask you this question. What would be one thing that you would advise against and why? Like what would be your big no-no? Going with a trend that you Ah! see. But we're trending, Shannon. We're trending. I know. I know this might be, you know, not popular opinion. Um, I would say you need to trust what you like and what is going to work. You know your family and you need to know what your personal style is. If you have a closet full of neutrals and you come and say, oh, I saw this picture and it's all dark burgundy. And I think I want to paint my dining room all this color. I'm going to say that's probably not something you're going to be happy with in the long run. So let's peel that back. Let's find other ways to incorporate, you know, splashes of color and texture without that are smaller investment pieces that are easier to swap out over time and not your whole project centered around it. So that is where I like to see, you know, what clients are drawn to, how they live, what brands they wear. All of those things are indicators of what they are going to feel most comfortable putting in their home. So you use this bird's eye view of their life and then you listen to them speak. And I'm sure, you know, when you're in under the stress of making these decisions, you get to sit back without that crazy emotion and you can guide them to be like, can I just tell you what I see? (laughs) And can I just let you know, like, I love your thoughts, but it does not ring true to your patterns. So here are the patterns that I see. And you walk them through that. And then they were kind of come back down. They're like, oh, wow, you're right. You know? And I think that that is um, worth its weight in gold in that regards, because the overwhelming emotions when it comes to your home and the way you express your, your spaces. Like I said, where were you 10 years ago? (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it can, clients can get into a pattern of decision fatigue. So when nothing is completed inside their home or they feel like, you know, nothing is current, then they just start grasping at anything that looks completed and say, I want to go this direction. Well, really what they want is a space that's done and works for them. What they see in their inspiration pictures are generally things that are lacking within their own home. So for the client that you you started the episode with, you know, they are lacking function in a mudroom area. So I would bet money that they are looking at completely finished Pinterest ready mudrooms. Uh, 100%. (laughs) And so that, you know, is a picture and a window into what their real need is and, and where that pain point is and how we can solve it. Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, you had written to me that one of your big, um, pushes or big point of views is giving up perfection in your home accepting the stage of life you're in with regards to your home expectations and creating spaces that serve your family well. What experiences have you dealt with or or patterns have you seen that led you for this big push? 
Okay. So I feel like, you know, in each stage of parenting, so I'll speak to the, you know, families here. When you have babies and you have toddlers rolling around, I remember feeling, is there ever a time that I can keep anything three feet and below in my house? Will I ever have a styled bookshelf that somebody's not grabbing a coaster off of or, you know, dropping a candle? And me as a designer thinking, this is just nuts. Like, is this ever going to happen? And you have to let go of the expectation that your house is going to look like a Pinterest photo shoot. Because as a professional, I know exactly what goes into those photo shoots and it is not real life. (laughs) So, you know, we can get rooms beautiful and functional and working for your family but there is no such thing as perfection in your home because we have very imperfect people living in them, right? And some of our little people listen to us and sometimes they don't. So we can do our best to set that up for success and making certain spaces. So in that stage of familyhood, I generally recommend to my clients, hey, let's make a space that is completely adult zone only. So you can feel proud, you can have a space away, and whether that be a portion of their owner's bedroom, whether that is a dining room converted into a wine tasting area that's not the playroom. So carving out those spaces that still make you feel like you can have some adult um time within your own home and not everything is covered by Tonka trucks and Barbie dolls is really important in that stage and just taking it for what it is. So then you move into the next stage of parenting when your kids are running all over and all of a sudden all these kids are coming in and out of your house and they could care less what inside of your house looks like. But you know, we as moms and dads set the tone of our house. And if we are not feeling confident with what is going on inside our house, how it looks and how it presents, we are less confident to have those open doors and you create that community. So I would say that is um, phase two. And then although I do not have teenagers yet, my clients with teenagers, you know, love to create these spaces that bring the community in and keep them at their house, keep them out of trouble, right? So we, you know, create separate independent spaces, but that they're still in the house. And that's really important for a lot of people in that age range. So did I answer that question? Yes, <laughs> I no, that's great. I was, I was laughing when you're talking about the toys everywhere, because, you know, we all want these open floor plans and the open floor plans allow for the playroom to be an open floor of playroom. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we're like, we can see the toys in every angle, wherever we turn. Um, but no, I think you are right on point in that actually, as your family stages change, your home changes need and, and your home needs change. And, you know, I've, I've moved a lot of times, as you know, Shannon, and I, my family's needs have changed every time I pick a new house. I, let me give you an example of just the outside of my house. I bought a house with a pool and I, I took that pool right on out of the ground. And because I had three four young kids. And then I wound up having a fifth after that. And then I bought my next house and what did it have? (laughs) A pool. But by (laughs) this point I had four kids that could swim, you know, everything does change. And that goes for the inside of your house too. You have different needs. And what I love about you, Shannon, is that you are so aware of those needs and you are so aware that you make it work for these families. And I've seen your work and I, 
urge everyone to go to your website at www.colorandcrownid.com because these pictures are phenomenal. So talk about, they're going to be coming to you with these pictures saying, make my house look like this um, <laughs> for sure. Um, and then the uh, last question, and this one's a little, little more rogue, but you know, you've been doing this now for a couple of years and, um, you know, I've watched you grow your business while being a mom and a wife and a volunteer and all these other hats. Um, during this time, you've obviously seen a lot of different scenarios with different families and different needs. So compiling all your experience and, um, everything you've learned in the past three years or four years, how many years are you in now, Shannon? So I'm in five years. Oh my gosh, um, what for did I miss? For myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I'm so sorry. So compiling everything in your five years, forgive me. Um, if you were to write a book and and have it be a bestseller be, from knowing your clients and what everyone's needs are, what would this book be about? For design as um, far as within their homes. Well, this one you can go either way because I'm down to hear if it comes down to <laughs> like working as a, a mom okay. and an entrepreneur or or it being about um, like a guiding book for people with doing interior design. So one okay. or the other, doesn't matter to me. So I think one thing that has just become so evident in my time with families and working as a designer, you really get to know your clients very, very intimately, both as a family, as individuals, within their marriage, within their kids. You know, it really is when people invite you into your home, they're opening up their most sacred space to you. When we do projects, we talk about finances all the time. So then they're opening up that portion that is very, you know, complex. And so it really has every client. I'm so grateful for the opportunity that the trust that they give me um, and the process that they're willing to go through to achieve those results. It is not lost on me what it takes to, you know, even sign up. And it just is incredible to see the amount of love that is within people's homes and just the genuine goodness that they want to impart on their kids and the community around them. That is really a soft spot in my heart because since we've lived in Pennsylvania, so we're coming up on eight over eight years here in Pennsylvania. And for those who don't know, I'm not originally from here. I'm from Alaska. So I'm very far from home and very far from family. And the community that has come around us in this time and built itself up um, is just rivals anything. And I think, you know, that is a huge piece that I love about working in people's homes. And I would probably go in that direction of how important, you know, community and gathering is. So if that means we need mm. to make some tweaks to your home, so you feel confident in doing that. But there is one thing for sure is that we cannot do this life alone. We need community. We need those friendships and we need those people to come alongside us. And that um, is just something I love to witness. And I love to talk about. I love that. I think that you are spot on in that we need a, a home that we feel confident to invite others into. And um, because you and I both know how important community is in raising a family, especially, um, but in sharing your life in general, I mean, it's a, it's part of the human condition to want to be a part of other people's lives and have people engaging in yours. So 
I appreciate that take so much, so much. Um, (laughs) And I appreciate you so much. Could you send us off with a tip of the trade for anyone who's getting ready to embark on a, a home project? I would love to. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about what the future holds here for keeping them healthy with Jamie. And I can't wait to listen to everybody else who you have come through your community. So that's such a gift as a friend of yours as well. But as far as people who are thinking of taking on a home project, one thing I always recommend is... If you're starting to feel that friction in a space, so whether it's your kitchen or your bathroom, your living room, start making a list and a making a note of the things that are not serving you well currently and the things that you wish that space did for you. So when it comes time to start that project, you'll feel much more focused and clear on your mission. It's much easier to accomplish your goals and feel satisfied with your end result. And if that is, you know, something that you think, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do there. Well, then call us. You know, we're more than happy. Call a designer. Call somebody who can help walk you through that and you feel ready, set, and excited about your next project. Gosh, you are so good. Guys, call Shannon. Don't call a designer. (laughs) Call Shannon. Um, Shannon, thank you. I appreciate you so much. And um, I hopefully will have you on my podcast in the future again. But um, at this point, we will say goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. After that conversation, I'm just going to immediately direct you to where you can check out Shannon. She has a website, www.colorandcrownid.com. That's C-O-L-O-R-A-N-D-C-R-O-W nid.com. She also has an Instagram account where you can see fabulous pictures of what she does. And her Instagram handle is at color and crown ID. Please call on her when you need that Zen brought back into your home project. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a lot. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at keep them healthy with Jamie and also follow me on my website keep them healthy with jamie.com. This way you have access to contact me and also keep up to date with announcements on future podcasts. So in the meantime, you do you stay well and keep them healthy.